Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Live around Australia on SEN Track. Welcome to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds. The first bet Sunday through Friday. grnz.co.nz. And for the final time, for at least a few weeks anyway, a big welcome on a Sunday morning to Kiwi Chasing as we dissect the latest greyhound racing in New Zealand. Of course, the first bet Sunday through Friday. Visit grnz.co.nz, the first for form. And it's obviously a bit of a bittersweet moment, but that's all right. We've still got this program coming back in a few weeks' time, but it's been great to... I guess, present some of the key issues that are going on in greyhound racing in New Zealand, particularly to an Australian audience, given the ambience between the two nations when it comes to all codes of racing. Dobia Watson in the Melbourne studios this morning. And as always, joined by our two key panellists, Mark Rosanowski and Andy McCook. Welcome to you, Rosso. Yeah, thank you very much, Damien. Uh, look, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what might be happening uh, in a few weeks' time a little later in the show. It's our, our final Kiwi Chasing as we know it here uh, at this time, but I've really enjoyed the last six months. And, look, we remain the, the first bet with our uh, two-hour early advantage, if you like, in inverted commas, of, of getting the racing off early so that um, people can have a bet uh, on the New Zealand Greyhound Racing if they so wish. And, as I say, we'll, we'll talk about it a little later in the show, but there's plenty of ways that uh, Australian listeners can still stay in touch with uh, New Zealand racing. But we've got some winners to find today at the Monaco meeting. We're going to be t- talking to two people uh, who may have an influence on that meeting today. And the man who was a late call-up to commentate the Monaco meeting today is with us too, and that is uh, Andy McCook. Good morning to you, Andy. Yeah, good morning, Rosso. Uh, Damien, pleasure to be along again for uh, another edition of Kiwi Chasing. He got the late call up uh, to go in and, uh, and call the uh, the Monaco dogs today. A white usual caller for the dogs. He's hurt his ankles, so he's at home with his feet up, and I've been given the late call up, so I'll shoot and get those 12 races done and dusted first there at uh, 1.14 New Zealand time. So a bit of a busy day, Rosso, but it's just what we do. Yes, indeed. Well, look, I'll, uh, I'll work you hard in the early part of the show and uh, and then I'll step up in the back half, if you like. But our first guest this morning has joined us and it is uh, Jeff Farrell. We're going to talk about the Glenis Farrell team in today at Monaco. But before we do, Jeff, understand, very special day for you. Happy birthday, mate. Oh, yeah. Cheers, Rosie. Thanks, mate. <laughs> How do you celebrate today, eh? Off to the dogs. Well, yeah, um, I haven't quite got there yet, but, uh, yeah... Just, a, just, just, just another day for the greyhound trainers, is it your birthday? Well, it is, yeah, um, yeah. Nothing sort of really changes. It's also my wedding anniversary, so there's a bit of a bonus. Getting married on your birthday, you tend not to forget your wedding anniversary. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> good on you, mate. Well, I hope you've got something special planned later for for Gladys and maybe. Uh, 
terms of your birthday, the dogs might give you an extra couple of licks, I don't know. But um, look, um, we've spoken to you once on the show so far, Kiwi chasing, going back a few weeks, and of course things were, were very tough then because... Um, you know, you, you, you were sitting out of racing there at Monaco for a, a very long time. Then when you got back, of course, there was sort of half a dozen trainers involved. Um, last few weeks, although we've, you know, obviously got um, restrictions, etc. at the moment, the, the main thing is that we are able to travel around and we can have uh, full race meetings like we've got today. So how has the, the last couple of months been for you, Jeff, since, uh, since we last spoke to you? Um, yeah, look, it's... it's it's been pretty good, really. Um, you know, with the different um, settings that change with the lockdown statuses and that, as you say, at least we've been able to travel around and get to Cambridge or whatever. And um, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was a bit of a frustrating time, but um, no, everything seems to be pretty pretty good at the moment. And how's your team been firing up? You seem to be picking up the, the winners, and, and certainly with some chances in today. Yeah, pretty happy with them actually at the moment. Um, I don't know whether it's the, the weather up there, man. It, you know, we've just had brilliant weather for for quite a few weeks now, and um, yeah, all the boys and girls are uh, really sort of fizzing at the moment. So yeah, pretty pretty happy with them. Okay, that sounds encouraging. Andy McCook, I might bring you in here to take uh, Jeff through the Farrell team up there today. Uh, eight greyhounds across four races. I mean, if you can't get a winner on your birthday, the, the game's not right, is it? I'd have to be crooked if you can't get one over the line. Jeff, very good morning to you. We'll start off uh, race number three. You've got Zipping Aubrey going around. A greyhound who comes up with box number one, and uh, he was able to win at Cambridge on Thursday, so he's looking for a, a bonus class three victory. Yeah, good day, Andy. Um, yeah, yeah, he, he won quite well at Cambridge um, on Thursday. Um, he's pulled up. You know, real good. So I'm real happy with him. Um, I just feel a little bit concerned with box one. He can be a, just a stride slow out of the boxes, and if he just misses it a fraction, and they happen to come across on him, he, he might get chopped out of it. But um, I was pleased with the way when it came, because he actually jumped a lot better than what he has been. So um, yeah, if he gets away, uh, they'll know he's there. Race five, you've got uh, one of the old boys going around. I know Pa was slick. He's uh, reverting to the, the uh, 318 metre journey today. Comes up with box six. Yeah, doesn't really suit him, box six. And also the sprints aren't really his go. Uh, yeah, he's um, he, he's a bit of an old campaigner now. And um, he, he doesn't know how old he is, though. Uh, really, he's a better 500 metre dog. But unfortunately... Um, you know, we couldn't get a 500 metre race for him, but um, yeah, he, he can show a bit of toe out of the boxes from time to time, but I, I just feel they'll, they'll be a bit too quick for him today. We move on to race 10, one of uh, two races. You've got three dogs going around in, and we kick off with Opawa Kirk, who comes up with the inside, and gee, he was, uh, he was breathtaking last week. Oh, he's, um, yeah, he's he's a bit special, this boy. Um, he's only just turned two, um, and he, he's got it all ahead of him. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just so pleased that we've been able to um, secure him in the kennel, and Robin sent him up, so, uh, yeah, very happy with him, and I think, that, you know, the best is really yet to come from him, but he's, he's firing at the moment. You've also got Opawa Albert going around, comes up with box two, the, uh, the win 
three starts ago was solid and uh, the form line since has been okay with a little luck? Yeah, yeah, he hasn't had uh, the last couple of starts. He hasn't um, enjoyed the best of luck. But, um, yeah, he, he's got pace out of the boxes and um, he, he could probably lead them up, um, actually. Um, and I'm hoping that and then Kirk might get a run in behind him. You've also got Zipping Barty going around and uh, she's at $5.50. And, gee, we know she's got a big engine. Yeah, yeah, she has. She's, she's um, yeah, a little rocket, that thing. Uh, the eight will really suit her down to the ground, to be honest. Um, if she can get around them and get right up there, um, yeah, she'll, she'll be finishing over the top of them. Put you on the spot now, the three of those. Uh, best charge for today? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if Barty gets around him, she'll, she'll give him a real hurry up. Um, if not, um, Kirk could get a nice sit in behind him, and, uh, yeah, he could, he could be a real tough cookie. I've got some bad news for you, though, Jeff. I'm, uh, I'm calling the action there today. I've got your trifecta during that race, so uh, you're probably in a world of pain. Well, that's the end of that then. Uh, yeah, OK. Thanks, uh, Cookie. <laughs> yeah, no, you're welcome, mate. You're welcome. Uh, we'll move on to race number 11. You've got three going around here again. Got your Murphy Box 5. He was uh, he was very good last week, showing good early toe. Yeah, he was. And, um, like, it was a, a big run when Barty run him down, actually. Um, they were they were quite a way ahead of the rest of them. Um, he surprised me since he's come up from down south. Uh Sealed in real good, and like he's showing some real good pace out of the boxes. Um, so yeah, um, at least he, he, he puts himself in it, and um, you know they're going to have to go to get him. Zipping here, it comes up with box six, and uh, a greyhound looking for five on the bounce. Oh yeah, um, Huey seemed to have grown another leg. He's really taken to the sprinting game uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, yeah, if he uh, yeah if he's up there with them, they'll know he's there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's got a big engine. Uh, the potential enigma in the race is zipping Derek. He comes up with box eight. And, gee, the last few times we've seen him, he's been very good, but we haven't seen him since the middle of November. No, he, he copped uh, a bit of an injury in that last run, um, and it's taken a little while to get over it. But, um, yeah, he's fine. Um, he's, he's had a couple of trials back, and he's flowing. So, uh yeah, uh, he he could uh, he could you know I wouldn't surprise me if he got up, but um, yeah I mean they're good luck with that. What's your charges today there, Jeff? And I do follow you on Facebook a bit, Jeff, and you're a, one of those blokes who always has a little bit of advice. Have you got any advice for the the followers at home, the people listening in, for them to you know just have a little Sunday gym? <laughs> you put me on the spot here, but Andy, you know, <laughs> oh, I don't know, mate. Um, I guess um, the best thing to think about is that if you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. So, uh, you know, take it from that. Yeah, fair call. Fair call. Thank you for your time, Jeff. I'll hand you back to Rosso. Rosso, uh, I'm, I'm sure he didn't say this, but he'll be sinking a few line reds. He may have already started since it's his birthday, but uh, Jeff, one of the good guys in the game, isn't he? <laughs> yes, we've known him for uh, a good period of time. and. Uh, Jeff, I just want to take you back to this anniversary day cup today um, with uh, Opawa Kirk because um, I like the way you spoke about him the first time that we spoke, going back a few months, and he was probably in class one then. I'm just trying to think. I followed him for a few, well, I followed him ever since, but um, the next couple of starts, he didn't actually have a great deal of luck. What's been 
the impetus for his recent wins and his recent winning form? Is it just that extra race day experience and a little bit more maturity? Yeah, definitely. Um, when he first came up, like he showed us from day one, um, I remember uh, ringing Robin Wales, who owns him, and I said to him, mate, you know, I, I think we might have something a bit special here. And, uh, yeah, it, would, it, would, it was only like 18, or 19, 20 months or something, so the maturity of him, uh, we've taken him reasonably slow. And you've got to be a bit careful, too, with these younger dogs. When they go sort of boom, boom, boom up through the grades, then they can sort of start getting knocked around a bit and lose a bit of confidence. But, um, you know, he's a big, strong boy um, and pretty full of it. And, uh, yeah, I've, you, we just have to be a little bit careful with him at the moment because you don't keep remembering he is just doing two. Yeah. Look, um, you've had some very good greyhounds over the years, Jeff, how does he sort of rate up? Could, could, he, could he be you know, one, one of the best you've ever had? Well, yeah, we have been super fortunate to have some pretty good ones over the years. Um, the likes of Prop C and Crew Rain, etc. Um, yeah, he's, um, he, he's up there at the moment. Um, the times that he's running, at, at where he's sort of at with his um, career, uh, yeah, that puts him right up there, and he's, he's pretty special. Righto. Well, I'll tell you what, Jeff, I'm going to take your advice. I think I can back a winner today, so that should be that, right? Oh, best of luck, mate. <laughs> <laughs> best of luck for you, too, with the, with the Yandy McCook trifecta and the Anniversary Day Cup. Hey, really appreciate you coming on, mate. You have a, you have a good birthday, uh, a good wedding anniversary, and all the best to Glenis, too. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks, guys. G'day, thanks there to uh, Jeff Farrell, our first guest this morning, uh, Damien, on our uh, final show of Kiwi Chasing. And I should mention Zippy Barty going around today. Surely that's the open bet, isn't it? Uh, with oh. Ash Barty winning last night. <laughs> yes, well, you'll notice with that litter, the Zipping Barty, Zipping Hewitt, etc., the uh, the tennis theme there. But, um, oh, wouldn't you like a... Wouldn't you like a greyhound as competitive as Ash Barty? She's just fantastic, terrific to watch, um, and um, just so in the zone. And yeah, it was a fascinating second set last night. Yeah, but uh, came back to win. I just had to put that Australian parochialism in there. That's that's one thing you got to realise with an Australia slash New Zealand type show. Uh, we'll take a break here on Kiwi Chasing. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. More to come on the other side. Big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing on this Sunday morning. All thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. Damien Watson in the Melbourne studios, joined from across the Tasman by Andy McCook and Mark Rosanowski. And uh, what is the show looking like over the next few weeks? Are there any future plans, Rosso? Yes, look, there are, uh, Damien. This is the final Kiwi Chasing show on uh, here um, at this time. But... Um, pleased to say we're going to remain as part of the ECN family and uh, in three weeks' time on February the 20th, well, Greyhound Racing New Zealand are going to launch a show on uh, ECNZ uh, here in New Zealand, of course, because ECN has come to New Zealand and saved sport radio and racing radio. Yeah. And thankfully, we've got sport and racing back on the radio airwaves. It's an incredible hole that was, was left by the closure of a, a couple of stations uh, Damien, so um, we're very grateful for that and um, it's an opportunity for the racing codes and for sports and um, <clears throat> yeah, it really has filled a void 
And so we're uh, going to be part of that uh, midday show New Zealand time on SENZ. Now, look, for people who still want to follow New Zealand greyhound racing from across the Tasman, get that first bet, uh, be first for form. Well, obviously the website grnz.co.nz has the fields, uh, also has uh, articles, etc., and information, uh, some good stuff happening in that space. You can follow GRNZ on Facebook, some really good stuff there. Um, and you can still um, listen to the, the show that we will be doing from February the 20th. Uh, it'll be midday New Zealand time, so 10 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Australian time uh, on the app. So there's, um, in this, uh, this modern world that we have of technology, uh, there's always uh, a way to still stay in tune. Andy McCook, from our perspective, look, uh, it's been a great opportunity that uh, SEN has given us and uh, and also GRNZ to be able to chat to people in greyhound racing on the radio. Two things, really. One, uh, we don't get to interview many people these days. We don't have many people on tracks at greyhound meetings uh, for trackside. And two, um, yeah, there are some people that are far more comfortable having a chat on the phone as opposed to having a camera in their face. Yeah, it certainly makes life a lot easier, the, the, the talk on the phone, the chat on the phone. It's, uh, it's a very common thing for most people to do, so most pretty happy to do it as opposed to having a, a camera and a microphone jammed in their face and, and put in the spotlight, which some people aren't a big fan of, and, and, uh, and they're able to do it from the comfort of their home or the comfort of their van at the track, wherever they are, which has been uh, really good to be able to, to get across uh, their story. And, and Rosa, we've been lucky enough to get a, a lot of people on the show as well, and a lot of those people potentially people that we might not be talking to on the bigger days either. So it's been good to, to get everybody on uh, Kiwi Chasing and, and get them used to having a chat to us and, uh, and and get them used to the spotlight, if you will. Indeed, and we will continue to do that on the uh, the SENZ show uh, from February the 20th, midday New Zealand time, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard uh, Australian time. Andy, um, focus in terms of premier action this month at the Manawatu with... Um, uh, Hattrick Raceway in Whanganui uh, still under temporary closure. Now, when we come back on here, um, that SENZ show on February the 20th, we should have a decent update on the situation in the central districts with the uh, Hattrick Raceway and the potential future of racing there. Um, but in the meantime, Manawatu, of course, has uh, filled the void two meetings a week, Wednesday, Friday at the moment. Friday, we have heats for... Um, Premier Stakes meeting, we've got the Manawatu Cup this year is going to be run for $30,000, so it's a Group 1 stake for the Manawatu Cup, even if it doesn't have the status. And the Group 2, Nancy Cobain, over 720 metres this year, also with a $30,000 stake and also a continuation of the $15,000 sprint features. So Friday, which you're actually getting to call, should be a pretty special meeting out of the Manawatu Raceway. Should be an absolute boomer, and uh, let's just hope they can get heats off uh, the Nancy Cobain off the ground, and uh, the dog called No Keeper doesn't scare them all away and stop them coming. But uh, it was good to see Sam Lazell at Manawatu uh, earlier in the week, obviously giving his charges a, a little bit of a, a refresher of what the Manawatu has to offer and what that track looks like. So we, would, uh, we might be able to see the, the Shane Evers No Keeper clash that should uh, be enticing. Uh, so it should be should be a good day's racing. Mustang Charlie, obviously Rosso, one of the the local hopes for the 457 metre event and gee he's just dead set low flying of late and it's actually hard to see him beat I know he makes uh, bad beginnings but he seems to have a brain on him and as long as he can pick a way through the field gee he's just evil 
Yeah, there's going to be some good dogs coming up from your way. Canterbury Province, of course, Andy, always a threat. And, of course, the most recent Premier meeting at Manawatu, uh, ultimately it was a local that took it out, Cumbria Lad, but there was a strong Canterbury contingent in that final. Um, but just on Mustang Charlie, um, he's a sight to behold. He ran 20, 25 and 38, faster than Little Mother's old track record. And Little Mother is the greatest stakes earner in New Zealand greyhound racing history. And her record was taken um, in March last year by Federal Morgan. But Mustang Charlie posted the second fastest ever time there Friday before last. And then on Friday, he clocked another very fast time in 25.50. But the incredible thing about Friday for me, Andy, was the way that he ran between dogs, he ran past them like it was a class five trolling against maidens. And those dogs that he was running between, a Freedom League and Cumbria Lad, they're some of the best around. Especially around Manawa too, Cumbria Lad, he was the, the greyhound you said was able to win the, that last feature they had there. And he just absolutely whipped past them, as you say, like he was a maiden. So he's, he's just really working out the racing game now. He does let himself down early with those slow beginnings, but that second phase acceleration he has is, is basically second to none in the country. I don't think there's a dog down here that has that acceleration that Mustang Charlie has when he gets clear air. So it's, it's sort of hard to see him beat. I mean, I know there's dogs down here like Talbingo, Barlow, Power Superstar uh, that will, will potentially be making their way up. Hopefully the Roberts dogs can get there because Talbingo will certainly add a lot of a lot of interest, they, as will dogs like Raja Bale as well, the old-timer. But... Ros, I've struggled to name another dog that has second phase acceleration like Mustang Charlie has, and now that he's getting a brain on him, he's starting to live up to that early hype that we uh, that we had around Mustang Charlie. And early on, we thought he'd be a, a potential cup dog down there at Eddington. It's taken, it's taken him a little bit longer to get used to New Zealand racing, but gee, now that he's clicked, he's a, an absolute weapon. Yeah, look, he is. Oh, I guess, Andy, you're right. He does seem to have a little bit more of a brain on him now, although three starts ago when he was beaten, he did a weird thing. He ducked in from box number eight. He swung in and then he came out later and stepped on the heels of a runner and ultimately he ran Freedom League to a neck. I guess he does give the others an opportunity by the very nature that he is slow out of the box as he was last out the other day in a full field of eight, some of the most competitive greyhounds in the country. There just may not be gaps for him uh, there. So... It is greyhound racing, so um, you're always a chance if you're in that final. That's going to be the critical thing, and getting there will be the key. And on Friday, I expect some very competitive heats. I, I certainly hope so. Yeah, it certainly looks like they will be very good. I, I guess there's a, a northern contingent will be heading down as well. I'm, I'm assuming Karen will be bringing uh, her dogs down. And, of, of course, we saw uh, thrilling risk leg to the lead and beat Pedro Lee by eight lengths in a 25-33 at Cambridge on Thursday. And potential for Pedro Lee to be heading down as well. But risk when he picks it, he's very good. Yes, look, and that's the interesting thing at the moment, isn't it, Andy? The, like the, the restrictions that we're under at the moment, the red light system, it does allow us to travel. But, of course, we have had other restrictions where we haven't been able to travel. And so in the past, even for, um, you know, just, just standard race meetings, you know, there will be some, there, there in the past have been some travellers. And so we've seen these greyhounds clash more often. But the way things are at the moment, people are only travelling when it's kind of essential. And um, and that's when the, the stakes are up for offer. So we're going to see some form lines drawn together where 
We're just a little unsure. Okay, what does that mean? That form at Cambridge and how's that going to measure up at the Manawatu? That form at Addington has it going to measure up? And look, that can make it tough for the punter, but it makes it very exciting to watch. Yeah, it certainly does, and, and then you've got a way up form from, from Canterbury, dogs that might not have seen one benders for a wee while or, or don't see them very often, just mainly racing around Addington, the odd trip to Invercargill, but the majority of their racing being at Addington, so they don't see, see the, the one bend track often, but dogs like Tal Bingo Bar, when they have seen it, have been very good, so yeah, it makes it interesting, makes the study a little bit longer than usual, Rosso, but that's what we're in it for, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can see the best taking on the best and uh, making their way through to the final. Well, speaking of study, Andy, you've had to study for an extra meeting today at Monaco. I'm expecting a myriad of winners very shortly from you, if not today, certainly in the next couple of days at Addington. So, Damien, back with a, our final tips segment not too long from now. No worries at all. We'll have the news coming up. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing, all thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form, and it's time for our tips for the upcoming meetings of the days ahead. Rosso and Andy, hopefully some winners are plenty. <laughs> always hopeful, always hopeful. One thing is... Um Certainly plenty of opportunity with race meetings across uh, every day of the week, apart from Saturday generally, uh, here in New Zealand and sometimes multiple meetings. Andy McCook, as we come to you, uh, obviously you've picked up this uh, race meeting at Monaco today for the Auckland Greyhound Racing Club. Anything out of there for us? Yeah, I think we can find one or two there potentially. Uh, Rosso, there's a, a dog going around in race eight by the name of Thrilling Fern. And uh, anybody who's listened to the show the last few weeks will realise that I've got a pretty big opinion of Thrilling Fern. And I think she's got a, a really nice future ahead of her. She steps to the uh, two-turn track today, 527 metres. She was able to win here over the 318 metres, clocking at 18.55, which uh, surprised me a little bit. I, I thought she might have been vulnerable sprinting, but she's in class one. She steps over the 527 metres she's short on, but I expect her to be winning today. Thrilling third, the 527, right up her alley. Uh, a couple of decent each way plays today. Race six, jam packed. Uh, dog three downgrades. Joe's early speed was a, a nice enough ball through Pina Colada. Uh, dog you've been able to call a few times, Roz. I think she strikes a winnable race today. There's not a great deal of early speed there. She should be able to set them up in front there potentially. And Race 11 today, dog two, Allegro Rory. He's $9 and he's taking on a good field. Headed up by Zipping Hewitt, uh, Wild Kiwi and Zipping Derek, who, uh, who looks the hardest to beat, I thought, Zipping Derek. But Rory racing really well, loves the paint. And uh, 9 and $2.30, I thought you could do a whole lot worse than a couple of bucks each way on him to try and end your Sunday on a high in terms of New Zealand racing. And then the next couple of days out of Addington, uh, tomorrow... Monday, race three, dog seven, Homebush Altina. Just likes getting out wide, Altina. She likes a little bit of room to move. Last start was good. I think she strikes a winnable race. Uh, race 11, Tigalong Pat, hard dog to follow, but I think he strikes a race where he can almost end up in front, and if he does, they shouldn't be getting past him. And uh, Tuesday, race seven, Diamond Impress, a greyhound whose form line looks pretty plain, but again, strikes a field without a great deal of speed in it. So I'm expecting her, uh, a recent downgrader, to be able to punch out near the lead and find the top and be pretty hard to beat. So hopefully one or two of those can land today. Rosal and take the pressure off the Addington form. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, look, um, thanks, Andy, for your input there with the tips. Uh, for me, I've got a quiet week, actually. Um, Wednesday, the Manawatu meeting, there's just eight races and some uh, some skinny fields. 
Andy, uh, Greyhound, I've mentioned on the show before um, that uh, has not fired up at all. A uh, dog called All Checked Out, race three, number two. Now, this dog has not lived up to his qualifying trial at all, but uh, he strikes a field of five. Now, four of them have had 25 starts between them and not placed, and the other one's a 26-start maiden, I think, to run eight placings. So race three, number two, All Checked Out. Andy, I thought you'd appreciate it if I found a spot for him in the final show. Yeah, it'd be rude not to. He's cost us a lot of money in his short career to date. So uh, hopefully he can get a, a dollar or two back for the punters. And uh, Rosso, just having a quick look through that meeting, obviously no coal runners. There were very little coal runners to some of the, the final. But uh, race one, we see Ridgeline Rocker go around off the cherry. So that'll make things very interesting. Uh, one of the widest runners I have ever seen, Andy, Ridgeline Rocker. So, and uh, cost cost your uh, favourite uh, thrilling fern last time at uh, the Manawatu. You, you tipped there at, Manu, at uh, Monaco today. Thrilling fern came down, got run off the track by Ridgeline Rocker, a very, very wide-running dog. He draws the ones. It's going to be a very interesting meeting Wednesday. Got a couple later in the card, I think, are worth a look. Race five, number six, big-time Clover. Resume with a second and a win there for the Marcy Flip team, race five, number six. And um, race six, dog one, paving way. He's a dog who likes to get away from the rail. He's been able to win a couple of times from box one in the past when the, when the situation's right and when he's jumped. He didn't jump all that well the other day um, at, from a wide draw, but he really showed really good burn and ran a good placing paving way. Now, he's drawn one underneath a dog who I think will start favourite, Love Race, and there's a good chance, but Love Race uh, pushes away from the rail too. With a decent beginning, I can see paving way actually taking that race. So race six, number one, paving way, midweek there at the Manawatu on a, a mini-meeting, really, uh, with eight races. Andy, uh, because you've been called up here to uh, to call Auckland Greyhound Racing Club today, we're going to let you go. Thanks for your input into Kiwi Chasing and all going well. I'll be catching up within a few weeks on our uh, SC NZ program in New Zealand, February the 20th. Yeah, Jed Rosso, it's been a pleasure to be involved in the show and uh, trying to get New Zealand racing uh, there across the Tasman and hopefully the uh, the people listening in have enjoyed what we've been able to bring them. We've had some, uh, some fairly decent guests on, albeit our tips have been a bit average some weeks, Rosso, but uh, the guests have thrown out some pretty decent stuff and uh, hopefully uh, they've enjoyed that and been able to make a dollar or two as well. Yep, and the trainers have given us a good insight too into uh, life in the, the training, the way things are in the current uh, climate, which has been tricky, but they've been very adaptable and we've kept this industry running. Damien, we'll be back with our final guest shortly, and it'll be Hayley Mullane, who's now in partnership with Emma Potts. Now, we've had Emma on the show a couple of times earlier in the season when um, when Emma was training by herself, and, uh, and, and Hayley had a small team herself at that stage, but they've combined, and I tell you what, they're flying along, so we'll catch up with Hayley Mullane shortly. That's it, and she's got a team of six in at Manukau today. You're listening to Kiwi Chasing for New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for four. Big welcome back to Kiwi Chasing on your Sunday morning, dissecting the latest greyhound racing news, all thanks to New Zealand Greyhounds, the first for form. And Rosso, our next guest, has a decent team lining up in terms of the chances at Manukau today. Uh, Hayley Mullane, who in partnership now with uh, Emma Ponce, has got six greyhounds in today across four races. Hayley's we... Welcome you to the show. Um, look, you, you teamed up recently with, with Emma and um, according to the statistics I'm looking at, 22 wins at a, a really healthy strike rate. So uh, how pleased are you with the way things are going? Um, gosh, you know, we thought they'd take a wee bit to settle in and 
Um, it was the opposite. They've sort of gone better than we really expected. So we both are over the moon that things are going really well. Excellent. And uh, may it continue. Look, um, when I texted you this morning, you were, you were drenching cattle. So greyhounds not the only animals on your property? No. Yeah, no. My mum normally um, sort of does most of most of the work with the animals here and that, but um, she just gives the orders. So um, she's off to the races today and we just had some, we'd had some um, cattle that we were just checking their night tags and needed to be drenched. So yeah, yeah, um, you know, we all pitch in, the kids pitch in and gets all done. So yeah. Awesome. And, and the Greyhounds, yeah, it's a family thing, isn't it? Your mum, uh, Maria Prangley, has got a, a, a nice team and, uh, and your kids involved as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, no, it is, it is a family sport. My twin sister, she's um, recently, just with being a hairdresser and whatnot with COVID, she's um, got a bit more time on her hands, so she's out there with Emma and I um, every day. And, yeah, we're all sort of pitching around here. Yeah, we've all got kids, and, and they're all in the teenage years now, so um, plenty, of, plenty of hands, that's for sure. And Mum really still enjoys it. Um, she's got to have a little team just to keep saying, I think. She just enjoys pottering, and, and she's going really good. Great sport in that regard, uh, Hayley. Look, um, let's run through your team today. In race one, number five, teeing off. Now, uh, he made his uh, debut on January the 16th. He ran a third. It was a distant third, but behind Thrilling Fern, who uh, has got some potential. Uh, what did you make of the debut performance from teeing off? Yeah, pretty good. Um, got a lot to learn. It's quite hard here in New Zealand to really get um, good field trials behind them. So we sort of make up our own field trials and things like that. And he's he's still got lots to learn. You know, he's very, very green in his running, but he's shown enough um, to say that he's at overs today. He can get the jump. Um, and he tends to sit a wee bit off the rail. Um, you know, like he likes to go down on it, but he's not, not hard. So I don't mind him in the five. Um, yeah, I think, I, I even think he, even as a place for a multi, he was, he was a value. Nice. Uh, look forward to uh, monitoring his progress, teeing off number five in race one, priced up at $9 uh, this morning. In race three, uh, you've got uh, three greyhounds here. Let's start with Big Time Hazel, relatively recent addition. She's had a couple of runs for you guys. Is she on the up? Yeah, her trials suggest she's sort of improving as she um, come back, but she hasn't really shown us much um, on track. She's a very soft-hearted greyhound and, and um, there's some hard dogs drawn to the outside of her that if they give her a wallop, I'm not sure if you'll see the best of her. Uh, but look, yeah, she's yet to show us that she's got the goods to, to carry on with, but um, we're giving her the benefit of the doubt because, like I say, her trials are improving. Mm, yeah, well, she's at 16 today, so longer shots here. Allegro Barclay for you in box number four. Uh, winner three starts back, but we haven't seen a lot of him lately. No, I just had a um, little, couple of little niggles, um, and he is a dog that he, he's a bit the same. You know, he's an 1850 dog, but um, he's got to be 100%. And I think I've got him right now. He, he coming off the back of a trial last week. His work at home has been really, really good, and the trials suggest he is well. The only issue I have with him is drawn four, and he is a wide-running dog, so unless he can jump and be clear, um, I do worry that he'll have to contest with a few other dogs to the outside of him. Sure. He's at $10 for the risk there. You do have the uh, the bookie's favourite, Drifter Dodge, out in box eight. Now, he steps up another grade. Now, <laughs> early early on, uh, Hayley, we got pretty keen on Drifter Dodge and uh, took us a couple of races before we got our money back, but he, he looks like he's yeah. in the ascendancy now. Yeah, he's, 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 he's,
Yeah, look, um, he's still learning. He's he's not the brightest um, dog, so he's got a lot to learn. Um, he, initially, all he wanted was the rail um, from the boxes, you know, from the get-go. But he's the same. He doesn't necessarily want to um, stick to the rail. He, he wants it a little bit off. He's got um, terrible confirmation, but he's very, very quick. So just trying to keep him um, his head right and in the game. And, and at the moment, he's in form. But I worry with the box eight because he's not the quickest. You know, he's not. He's got a. He's got to really get going. Takes about ten or so strides to really um, powerhouse. And he is quick. You know, we know that. But I do worry that he is. They've got him very short, and they've they've never let him go. And I think it's just because when I qualified him in a four dog field, you know, he showed how quick he was. But um, I sort of, you know, we're going to stick with him and and just give him the benefit of the doubt because he, you know, we've seen what he can do. He's just. When he mucks it up, he makes a real mess of it. But a dog that uh, potentially um, a few months down the track might be able to, to fulfil his potential. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I think he could he could put it with the test fields, providing um, he gets his head right. Put it that way. He, he's a dog that goes into the kennel block. He's got a hood on. You know, we, we've got a even at home. Um, he's on a high B one supplement just we've got to try and keep him calm he's a, a real funny dog um so he, he's just he's settling down now we've sort of noticed it um it's taken a while but yeah if he can do all of it and and put the whole package together then i think he could but at the moment we all know you know it's more than just running Hayley, in uh, race eight, number two, Thrilling Temper. You've got the second favourite in this race. It's a class one over the 5.27. There's a hot favourite in Thrilling Fern, who we've already mentioned here this morning. Thrilling Temper priced up at uh, $5. Did win uh, during the week over the 3.75 at Cambridge. Yeah, look, we're happy with them. We're still testing the waters over the 5.27. Um, so, you know, take him at your own peril, really. That's all I've really got to say about him. He's, he's a lovely dog. Um, and he's, he's another one that's just taken a while to roll into things and, and it looks like he's clipped now, so he's, he's all good. But yeah, look, 527, question mark. Sure. We'll take notes there. And um, race 12, number eight, Knuckles Nugget. I see priced up narrow favourite here, 2.5. What looks a winnable field? She's drawn box number eight. Looks like a moderate record from out there. But how do you assess her chances against the opposition today? Yeah, I think I think her stats show it though. You know, like she really is a railer. She loves. She's a tiny little thing, um, and yeah, she if, if she puts her best foot forward and 100, percent she could she could show up. But she's almost a bit too short for me to even take her in my multis. To be fair, but she um, yeah, if she was falling inside the four, I'd say yeah, all day long. But yeah, I mean she's well, she's fit, and and um, what will be will be at the end of the day. But she's just got that box eight. Hayley, we thanks, thank you for your uh, frank assessment there of your, your team today. <laughs> Wish you and uh, Emma all the best for today and, and indeed for the future, obviously. But uh, you've been going really, really well the last couple of months. I um, just want to take you back a um, couple of years, about three or four or five. Um, Christian Cyborg, a greyhound that you had, that you trained, that uh, really excited us. She was a bit of a fan favourite the way that she, she raced. It was probably quite frustrating for you at times, but it was certainly fun for us to watch. And she did run third yeah. in the Duke of Edinburgh <laughs> Silver Collar. Um, and I thought that was one of the great Silver Collars, actually, 2018, with uh, Ring the Bell beating Dusty Gambler and Christian Cyborg. It was just a, a, a tremendous race. Um, look, she's she's a brood bitch now. She, you've had one litter. There's been a couple of winners out of that litter. But um, how is she, and will we see some more pups? Yeah, so she's really, really, really well. 
Um, you will see some more pops, so she's just been mated to Dinah Double One. Um, look, we we held off the first litter with the Dinah Double One score. Um, I went with Magic Sprite on that. She was, everyone knew what she was like. She was a very, very heady bitch, and, and she had to be 110% to put her foot forward. Um, and that's probably why I ended up with her, and I'm blessed for that. Um, we've got a few that are floating around that I haven't started. They chase really, really hard, but um, there's a few things, a few issues. Um, and, you know, and there's a couple at the track that are going now, but they just, it's just yeah, it mentally, they're letting themselves down a wee bit. Um, and that was that was her too, you know, but um, I just haven't been able to get to the bottom of these ones. They're, they're sort of on scratching my head a wee bit, but... Yeah, we'll, we'll kick at it and keep going and, and we just enjoy having them here and having her here and, and um, yeah, so it'll be, be interesting to see the next litter on the ground. It certainly will be and we'll look forward to that and hey, you wouldn't be a greyhound trainer if you didn't like a challenge. Hayley, hey, thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah. All the very best to you. Thank you. Amy <laughs> Mullane there trains in partnership with Emma Potts and uh, Damien Watson. That brings to a close this edition of Kiwi Chasing and our final edition here. But as I say, uh, we will be part of the SENZ. Very much for your input, Damien, across the last six months. No worries at all. An absolute pleasure, Rosso. And it was great learning from an experienced campaigner like yourself. Notice I didn't say veteran this week. I <laughs> no, don't mind, mate. I am what I am. And I'm at the back end of my career. <laughs> no, all good. It was an absolute privilege. Stay tuned in a few weeks' time for the return of Kiwi Chasey on SENZ.